Stephen Simcox, and we roll into a Thursday. Pretty weather has rolled in. Uh, it's good to see. Good to see. Golly, it's been rainy. It's been a little messy out there. And so the Byron Nelson is under underway. AT&T Byron Nelson. Got some golf going on up at the Metroplex. McKinney, Texas. Stephen, you ever been to McKinney? I mean, I know you don't like to get out of McGregor. You don't like to leave Central Texas too often. You spent time in Fort Worth uh, at TCU. You did get to know Fort Worth, and I think you love Fort Worth. I think that's one of your favorite cities in the country. Did you ever ever have any occasion to make it out to McKinney, Texas? I've been been through McKinney a few times, and I've been in McKinney. I haven't really explored there a whole lot, though. All right, beautiful downtown. That's where my family comes from. It's where my uh, mom was raised, where my uh, grandparents grew up, and Anna right outside, and then my uh, grandfather right there in uh, in McKinney, and uh, it, it right there on the square for many, many years, Lawrence Jewelry. My grandfather was a jeweler. So uh, it's kind of neat to see what I used to think of as a small little community, and it's still, in some parts of it, has a small community feel, but it's gotten a lot bigger. A lot of folks live there now. And they're hosting a PGA Tour event. That's crazy. Out at Craig Ranch. And uh, I, uh, Steve and I, 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 my brother-in-law, who's a great friend of mine, um, had said, I got a text from him the other day, he said, trying to get us tickets for Friday, trying to get a couple tickets for us. And I thought, that would be cool. We'll go out and uh, I'll go see some PGA Tour golf. That'll be fun. And then today, Stephen, out of the blue, I, I see some text messages going around, and he's out there. He's out there taking some photos. He's he's got John Rom, and um, so I he somehow got himself out there, Stephen. I am I am on the radio. I'm not out there with him. So I mean, he's just kind of putting in my face right there. The John Rom. Wow, the beautiful swing of John Rahm and all the PG, top, some of the top ten. I think they have a. Yeah, I think they may have three or four of the top ten in the world out there. But um, Stephen, someday you'll have a you have a brother-in-law, don't you? Does your brother-in-law does he ever take you to things? Does he ever like? Does he ever say, "Hey, Stephen, you're you're kind of a younger guy. There's some things I'd like to do with you. Take maybe get you some tickets, take you out somewhere." What is your brother-in-law like, Stephen? He's a Waco cop, so he offers to take me on ride along. So I haven't taken him up on that though. <laughs> a Waco cop. I'm kidding. My goodness, I've I've got a great brother-in-law. It's like giving him a hard time, as that's what you're supposed to do. All right, Stephen. Um, but that is cool. They're Did out he there ask Craig you permission Ranch. to propose to to Mandy or TPC you... Craig Ranch? Uh, my permission? Yes. I think he got Dad's permission. <laughs> I didn't know if he also ran it by you. I mean, I probably probably should have. No, I, I but I bless that one. Uh, mainly because we just think the world of, of Joseph. But also, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we were very, very happy that, uh, that uh, my sister ended up with, uh, with Joseph Longston. All right, Stephen, um, so much to discuss. And, and in a minute, we're going to talk to Jerry Hill, Baylor Bear Insider. Used to be with a Trib and uh, big-time journalist, good friend over the years. We've spent a lot of time together at various events, uh, including one of the low points ever for Baylor football. Somebody would say, well, there's a lot of those. Well, that's true. But this was one of the real low points out there in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. 
after a particularly horrible loss. It was either 24 nothing or 24 to 3. That was a Kevin Steele team that went out there and played in Albuquerque against New Mexico. I was out there for the Dallas Morning News. Jerry Hill was out there for the Waco Trib. And then afterwards, we kind of holed up at a local tavern and we compared notes and just talked about how horrible the Baylor scene was. And I remember um, I had some issues in the press box that night with my computer, which uh, was not. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I do remember. Also, while having all sorts of issues with my computer, sitting, Coach Taft came up into the press box, and he was hanging out like next to me or something. I remember how what a thrill that was. Jerry Hill joining us now. And, uh, Jerry, I was just discussing our time in Albuquerque. Uh, you were right there on that Baylor beat. And there were, yeah. like I said, you've covered a lot of low points of Baylor football. Yeah. I would say – Jerry, the lowest might have been early. Well, I, I would say the lowest point was that 99-yard return. Yeah. Yet that was actually early in the Kevin Steele era. That, that, that New Mexico loss, by then, Jerry, didn't we kind of know that Kevin Steele was not long for the Baylor head coaching job at, uh, at that point? Yeah, I would say by then it was, you know, the clock was ticking, I guess. Um, I think we kind of knew – uh, that it was headed that way. So, yeah, it was uh, – but, yeah, you're right. Those first two games of the uh, Kevin Steele era, you know, you lose, uh, you know, on the road on a missed extra point in overtime. Um, and then, uh, you know, back home you you lose that way uh, to UNLV um, when you had the game won. And, and they returned that fumble uh, all the way for a touchdown. And, and Matt, I – I don't remember if you and I had talked about it before, but I actually did not see that play. I, Bryce Cherry and I were actually in uh, the elevator on the way down, and we come out, and it's like, wait a minute, what just happened? Because it didn't look like a, uh, you know, a crowd leaving after a win, and the score was still the same when we got out there, but you know, it quickly changed right after that. So I've learned my lesson since then that I don't, that's, I don't ever leave. <laughs> <laughs> the press box at that time. I, I, I either I'm already down on the field or yeah. you know, I wait until the very end. Yeah, and I think Kevin tried to say he was sending a message. At, you know, sending a message. on yep. that last yep. play, tried to send a message. He sent a, John- he sent a very distinct message. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that was the most helpless feeling ever, watching oh, that guy race down the sideline. Yeah. And John Robinson, yeah. the famous coach, was on the other yeah. sideline. What a what oh, a time that was. Did you see Bryce the other day? at the? Uh, I was up there. I'd just done the radio show, and I was watching mm-hmm. Nikki Collins press conference from up in section like, I don't know, 108 or something, and, and I, I didn't come take my spot on the floor. But, yeah. uh, I, boy, I like you. You got on there and told like a joke or something. You had the whole audience laughing, Jerry. I mean, it was kind of like stand-up time. I forgot what you said, but I got a kick out of it. And then Bryce Cherry from the Waco trip stands up, and he's wearing plaid shorts. And I'm like, listen, oh, yeah. we already, people think, as journalists, we dress kind of funny. Uh, You don't have to, like, confirm that thought to everybody. Bryce Cherry shows up at, at, I mean, this is a big-time press conference. Kim's no longer here, and and we're saying hello to Nikki Collin era, and Bryce is in plaid shorts, like Bermuda shorts. Do you have any comment on that? Uh, Bryce sent a message that day. (laughs) (laughs) 
yes, he did. Yeah, that was uh, that was not good for the uh, journalism family. Uh, yeah. He even commented on it. I think right before the press conference started, like, yeah, I didn't dress up for the occasion. I, I think there was maybe some question about whether he was even going to be going to it. You know, because Chad Conine is is actually the beat writer, but you know, Bryce obviously came and yeah. So yeah, my, my deal was, uh, when Matt got up there and I asked my question, I said, welcome to Waco. So, uh, <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Now, <laughs> yeah. uh, talking to Jerry Hill, Baylor bear insider and uh long time, uh, journalist, Jerry, that was a weird and disturbing scene yesterday. I, I don't know how mm-hmm. disturbing it was just frustrating. And, and a lot of people yeah. made people angry to see it. The Baton Rouge regional for the women, uh, our our uh, team was there, and a mm-hmm. uh, one of the top seeds, obviously in that uh, in that region. And then somebody walks down, Jerry. I don't even know who that was. I guess he was some kind mm-hmm. of NCAA representative, and he and it was kind of weird. Jerry he put his hand over his heart, and he kind of stayed, <laughs> and he had made the announcement, oh guys, this is gut wrenching, but yeah. we're not going to be able to play this regional. Top six seeds will advance, and he said the words. It's playable, but not to a championship level. I, I almost think he'd been better off, uh, Jerry, not even saying the part about it being playable because that uh, – and, and then to hear the shouts of the uh, of the student-athletes, you know, like hollering, and then I heard somebody crying. Um, what a – I mean, yeah. the NCAA's already taken a beating, and, and deservedly so. Another, I would say, really rough rough day, not a good look for the NCAA. Yeah, this was definitely a black eye, and and certainly I'm guessing that's you know it's written in you know the NCAA you know tournament codes and all that you know if it's not quote championship playable and 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 I guess they're you know that's the that's what you use for the you know to to advance is the seeding, but you know my gosh, I mean you're sitting there um, you know because I went back and looked at the seeds in Oregon State. Um, was the seventh seed. So, you know, basically the first team left out, you know, and they were ranked in the top 30 in the nation and, and, you know, didn't even get a chance. So that's the ones you really hate for Oregon State. Houston was the eighth seed, Miami. And um, my alma mater, North Texas, was number 10. So those are teams that you felt like, you know, might at least have a chance. Um, You know, certainly Baylor, you know, as a, you know, as as a top, solid top 20 all year, number one at one point, um, you know, they were playing well. They played really well at the Big 12. Just Oklahoma State played great. I, You know, I felt like Baylor, you know, was going to make it through there. But, you know, you'd like to, even them, I, I think you'd like to, you know, do it on the golf course and, and advance that way. So even for the teams advancing, this had to leave a little bit of a hollow feeling, although, you know, certainly you'd rather be on that side than the other. So, Matt, it is tough. I mean, like I said, I'm sure – this was what was written in the tournament rules and this and that, but uh, I believe it was the only tournament that, you know, did it this way. And it's just, like I said, that's tough for all those teams that didn't even get, you know, and traveled there and then didn't even get a chance to play. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's strange. And, um, you know, there, there is the factor that uh, I, I think some of those people that went there, Jerry, were volunteers and uh and they were just out there trying to work and so i think some of you know some of those folks um mm-hmm. bore the brunt of some of yeah. the anger and everything and so i think that's a tough 
I think that's a tough thing when that happens. You know, they're trying to make the best decision they can. Obviously, it was uh, – and I, I would just say, Jerry, it, it's kind of like we were just talking about, the, 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 on the heels of the NCAA looking so mm-hmm. bad on how, they, how they, the women uh, were treated in, the, in basketball, then to have something like this happen, it, it, maybe it's nobody's fault. Maybe that truly right. was going to – like you brought up, 18 holes for a great Baylor team – with no yeah. bunkers and in a weird, it, it might have. I mean, it, you know. So suddenly, maybe it opens up the the uh, playing field to all these other people. I don't know. It 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 just was a it was a tough look for everybody. So maybe we shouldn't be. And it's weird that I would be saying this because I'm first to jump on whoever, especially right. the NCAA. I think we should just always keep in mind, Jerry, that Emmert's the guy to direct all our anger toward. <laughs> like not maybe not the the poor volunteers. Those volunteers, who, yes. yeah. You know, Matt. The only and the only thing I could think of because, like I said, I, when I said to you on the phone, I I don't remember a situation like this where a team, you know, or teams would advance like this with and and one thing I was thinking about and this is just very random but I remember a year and I, this was back when I was covering high schools and Austin Westlake was playing this was before Waco consolidation they were playing uh Richfield um and Austin Westlake won the first game in like 12 innings Earl Carter that's still around town threw like 180 pitches and coach McGillbray was going to bring him back actually and they never got a chance to play another game. Westlake won that first game. The rest of it got rained out. And, you know, there were petitions and all that stuff, but Westlake advanced. But here's the difference, though. They got to play once. They got to play on the field. Just like you said, if you could have just played one round, um, that would have made a difference. Now, again, that would have been unfair to teams like Baylor that have had a great season, and it all comes down to one 18-hole round. But, you know, it just it, it hurts that it wasn't – that. You know, it wasn't decided on the field. All right. Well, Jerry, I know you've got some I, – I, I agree with you totally on that. You've yeah. got some interviews to do on the tennis end of things. I am kind of – I'm very fascinated with this tennis team and, yeah. and where this thing is headed. You've covered a team that won the national title for Baylor back in uh, – boy, that was a long time. We took a lot of pride in that. In fact, that might that have been back when, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of horrible stuff had happened uh, with the basketball program, and that was a lot of fun. Um, is this team – I mean, honestly, it, it never seems fair to me that Florida gets to host that thing every year like it, in Orlando. Maybe I'm putting too much into that. But is this Baylor team equipped um, – I mean, is there a shot? I mean, they've obviously been ranked up there really highly. Right. Is this a is this a Final Four uh, caliber team that Baylor's sending out there? I definitely think so, Matt. Now, this one doesn't have the firepower of that 04 team that had, you know, ultimately two Hall of Famers, two NCAA champions on that team with ben- Benny Becker and, and uh, Benedict Dorsch. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's deeper. It's, you know, it's got really good players at the bottom of the lineup. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a team capable of not just – getting to the final four, I think they're very capable of winning it all. I mean, um, just uh, at the in the indoor season, they made it to the Nationals and, and lost to North Carolina in the final. So you're you're talking about a team that's already played for one national title this year, and, and uh, I think in, in Orlando we'll get a chance uh, to potentially play for another one. 
All right. Well, I'm I'm excited, and uh, I'll be watching. You know, I like to bandwagon these things, so I will I will uh, I will be I'll get all my tennis gear on. I'll be ready to do that. I did a speaking event the other day, and by the way, I, I stood up to talk, and guess who was on the front row? Pastor Charles Dixon, Corey Dixon. I did. I did yes. see that. Uh, yeah, I saw that on Facebook that uh, you spoke at that, and that Dr. Dixon was there. And I, not to keep you, but. I was like, now wait a minute, Matt Mosley was at West Ray. <laughs> you stop it! It was a, it was a, it was a fellowship golf. There were several, several people converted after my talk. Okay, I was, I was the college director at one point. Maybe not during your time, but I was the college director. I'm like, Matt Mosley was at Western Heights. Well, I was uh, I, at one point. He put me. Uh, he, he, he had me on usher duty. And I think he realized that was probably a bad place for oh, me because yeah. you've got to show bad... up a little early for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. not a good place for Matt Mosley. <laughs> all right, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tell tell all the tennis folks I said hey, okay, because I'm, I I'm Thanks, really buddy. getting excited about this. And appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks, Matt. See you, Stephen. Okay, Bye, Jerry. goes. Jerry Hill. Oh, sorry, Stephen. Sorry, we got into reminiscing and everything. No, that's okay. I, I now have to decide because at the end of that Eric Nadell interview, Eric Nadell said, bye, Steven. And I was like, man, I'm, I might need to like make that my ringtone. But now I got a clip of Jerry Hill saying, bye, Steven. So decisions, decisions. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, – I think anytime you can get Jerry to, to say, bye, Steven, it's a big – that's a big moment. Boy, you should have been. I, I, I got way into that, Stephen. There's a lot to discuss, but what about that? Te- are you kind of getting into this tennis thing, Stephen? Are, are the, is TCU in the Sweet 16 as well? They are, yes. The men's tennis team is in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Are they good? Aren't they like top five maybe in the country or top ten at least? They're in the top they ten. Are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bronx can play some tennis. Boy, I tell you. The country club sports, they really do well at TCU. Stephen, uh, let's uh, – right, we got a lot. We got a lot to discuss. Uh, I want to dig in on uh, this Cowboys schedule, and I want our folks to talk about it too. You can uh, text us, CSC Collision, uh, text, uh, text line 254-662-1660. Let's uh, unveil it and let's discuss it piece by piece what are the good moments of the schedule, and is it an easy schedule? Hmm, some people think so. That's all next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Sky is becoming mostly sunny today. Should be a real nice-looking day. Highs top out at 74 degrees. We'll see mostly clear skies tonight. Another cool night with a low dropping to 53. And mostly sunny tomorrow. Just a few high clouds with a high of 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. We welcome into the program Casey Keeler, the head coach at Sam Houston. Opening day we're playing Southeast Louisiana. It's one of those hot, muggy days that just happened to happen in end of February. And there's no air conditioning in the makeshift locker room. And our kids are sweating as they're putting on their equipment. And here, because they just wanted to play a football game. So I think all the things we've gone through, and I think all those things put it in perspective. And you know what? They just wanted to play football. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. 
It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way, so it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. All right, was really pleased uh, this week to announce a new partnership we have with Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry uh, Law Firm, uh, an incredible law firm. And here, here's a great way to kind of find out more about them, the website SWC. Well, like the old SWC that we fell in love with, SWCLaw.com. SWCLaw.com is a place you could go. Um, and they combine nearly 100 years' worth of experience trying over 75 cases to juries, judges, and arbitrators in every field of law uh, on behalf of plaintiffs and defendants. And they routinely litigate on both sides of the docket. Uh, it's, uh, there are some people out there that have law firms that only do one side. Uh, and, and this is an incredible law firm because they can come at it from both angles. And it's a well-rounded law firm. And uh, I've known Craig Cherry uh, a long time, knowing all the way back to undergraduate at Baylor. Uh, and, uh, boy, Baylor Law School guy who really – really learned well. Baylor puts out the best litigators, I think, in the country, certainly in the state of Texas, and Craig is no exception to that. Again, to find out more about Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry, go to the website, swclaw.com. Have you heard about the new Quesabira? That's right, Quesabira. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Astros hit a season high five home runs and beat the Angels 9 1 to take that series. After a day off, the Rangers start a series with the Astros in Houston. First pitch at 7 10, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB's men's golf team advanced to the final two days of the NCAA Division III National Championship. In the second round, the crew moved up two spots in the team standings and were one of 18 teams to make the cut and advanced to the final two rounds. They tee off round three today. Area round in high school baseball gets started for some today. In 6A, Midway at Rockwall at 7. Belton hosts Garland Sassy at 7. In 4A, China Springs versus Taylor at Lake Belton at 7. Lake Belton versus Jasper at Navasota at 7.30. In 3A, Troy versus Codwell at Mumford at 5. And Whitney versus Academy at Whitney at 7 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
yes. You hear the music. You know it's time to talk about the NFL. Listen to that right there. And, uh, Steve, one of the things I always like to do is get an actual, you know, I read, uh, you can look at all this stuff online, but I love to get the new NFL schedules out on my, uh, like in front of me, in the newspaper, okay? Maybe that's my generation or something. Now they also, I like this always, the way too early Cowboys schedule analysis. Ske- analysis on each game. All right, uh, Stephen and I will both give our records. There are now 17 games. If you want to share what you think the record is going to be for the Cowboys after seeing the schedule, um, I, I, think, uh, I think that's appropriate. You can text us, CNC Collision Line, 254-662-1660, or call us on that Freddie Kish line, same line, 254-662-1660. Uh, Stephen, I want to get your takes on this schedule. I think that's very interesting to open. Obviously, we knew that one. That was the Thursday game. They're going to open the season at uh, Tampa. What an honor for a 6-10 team to, to open the NFL season. The, only the Cowboys. NBC, of course, desperately wanted that matchup, and they get it. And uh, with uh, Tom Brady and them raising the banners and doing the big celebration before that first game, and then here come the Dallas Cowboys into Tampa. Very exciting. We plan to be there. All right, Stephen, next they go to the Chargers. They go out to and play the Chargers. Now, what I love is, <laughs> in this Calvin Watkins, he's an old friend of mine, in his analysis of the season, he's got the Cowboys. Let's look. Oh, my gosh. Starting 3-0. and Stephen, oh. beating Tampa on the road. Calvin. Beating the Chargers. Beating Philadelphia and the Cowboys start three and zero. Now remember, they could be eight and nine, they could be nine and eight. You might want to put a tie if you want them to be five hundred. Huh. You're going to have to say eight, eight and one. But Calvin Watkins just really—I <laughs> mean, my gosh—I don't know how you write this thing with I, the. Um, I didn't know Mickey Spagnola wrote for the Dallas Morning News. <laughs> be careful, Spagnola, beloved in Central Texas for years. For years, he came on ESPN Central Texas. Hello, guys. Hello. Um, no, he's very good at giving a company line. Very good. <laughs> That's right. Um, I tell you what, this is interesting though. Three and O, three and O start for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, what's interesting is, as I look at where Calvin ended up, Stephen, he ends up with the Cowboys being ten and seven. <laughs> so at some point, they ran into some issues. <laughs> Go Calvin has them coming out gangbusters and then just kind of slow well, slow trickle after here. that. Yeah, he has them jumping out to a six, a four and one start, and then a six and two start. So he's got them winning against Denver, okay, in week nine, and then and then they lose at home. Let's see, they lose at home to the Falcons to go six and to go six three at Dan Quinn's Old Falcons, and then they go to Kansas City. He's got them losing that one to go to 6-4. and four. Um, Yeah, it, he, he is all over the place with this thing. And so gets them, I, I mean, this is really fascinating. Now, Stephen, as I observe this schedule, I would simply say that that's weird when they get into December 
and they start with uh, the December game. The first game in December is December 2nd at New Orleans. Cowboys go at New Orleans, at Washington, at Giants. Week 13, week 14, week 15. Man, you know, back in the day, they would really try to keep you away from any of those three ga- three home games or three away games. And in this season, those Cowboys appear to have uh, a little bit of both, Stephen. One three-game mm-hmm. road trip, and then starting in week three, they get the Eagles. All right, then they turn around and host Carolina, and then they have... Then they have the Giants coming in, so they get a they get a three early, three week homestand. I'm looking at it to make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah, the homestand, but then they turn around late in the season in December and have have that three game road. Now again, Stephen, do we have any clue? We don't know what the Saints are going to be like with a new quarterback, either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. We don't know what the Redskins are going to be like at that point in the season, week 14. We have no clue what the Giants will be like. I would say, Stephen, the NFC East, though, could come down. If we, if you think the Redskins are the second best, I'm sorry, the Washington football team is the second best team, mm-hmm. and a lot of people do because of their defense. Stephen, I, I, I keep having to remind myself, who who does Washington have at quarterback? Fitz is that Magic. Fitzpatrick is? Fitzmagic okay. and uh, Taylor Heineke are their guys. Okay, so. Week 14, and that's December 12th, they will be at the Redskins. Then they go at the Giants. Then they come home and, and host the Redskins. Washington football team, so, yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Matt's Washington, Native American guys. It's okay. I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you think there's a lot of people in our audience that still maybe <laughs> didn't realize they made the change? <laughs> what? Okay, or, just Washington. Are, or just aren't supportive of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I think our audience knows they made the change, but they're probably like me and they have a hard time remembering. Washington football team. Stephen, twice, twice in three weeks they play the Washington football team. Is there any part of you that thinks that's what it's all going to come down to? It typically does with the NFC East, so yes, I think those games will be hugely important, especially, I mean, if, if Dallas goes on the road and drops that first one, then I feel like... Sunday night, the day after Christmas, hosting Ron Rivera and the Washington football team, that might decide the division. Wow. Hosting. What is that, Stephen? And, and by the way, 6-10 and ten team, right, last year? 6-10 and ten team. You remember NBC infamously or famously uh, opted out. They flexed out of a game that never happens to the Cowboys. They flexed out of a Cowboys game late, mainly because the Cowboys were barely in it at that point. I think they regretted it because the Cowboys actually made a late-season run. But, Stephen, five primetime games. Five primetime games for the old Cowboys. They're back. They're back. Dak's back. Wide receiving core looks great. Stephen, how many of these uh, 11 did Daniel Jeremiah say that he thought there could be four starters? Well, they're going to need it. They're going to need four starters out of this last draft class. Does that does that resonate with you at all, Stephen? Like, do you, is this going to be a team that the? I mean, do you have any faith in Dan Quinn in this defense, or do you think this is a team that's going to literally have to score thirty to thirty-five points every week to have a chance? Yeah, I have a little bit of faith. I mean, 
I think it might be an uphill battle. Like, I, I feel like it could play out similar to last year, even though Mike Nolan never really figured it out. But at the beginning of the season, they were just a complete disaster. Towards the end of the year, they played harder. They still had issues, but they were a little bit better. I could see that with Dan Quinn. But, I mean, Dan Quinn is a good defensive coordinator in Seattle. Like, he does have that under his resume. Now, things in Atlanta didn't go great, but he was a head coach there. Um, my, my big issue, Matt, is I just – and I'll trust Daniel Jeremiah, four starters. But Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, I guess you throw Kelvin Joseph in there. But after that, like, you got a bunch of projects. And, and Kelvin Joseph's a guy that really only played one full season as a starter at Kentucky at corner – uh, Nashawn Wright was is just a really long guy that they like. Um, a couple of these defensive linemen were fifth or sixth round picks. I think there's going to be a little bit of help coming in, but I'm not sure they've made a, a complete makeover here with this defense roster wise. Yeah, that, that's uh, what one of the bigger reaches in Cowboys history. Nashawn Wright, Stephen, you love the the long. 6'4", cornerback. I think Baylor, did Baylor ever have, you remember that guy that was with us just for a little bit with Rule, and I think he might have transferred out, back out, and now he's in the NFL somewhere? I, I kind of like that guy. I do like the tall, now, I don't think, I think the. I think six feet, even those 5'10", 5'11", guys, like uh, Tejada, it may be only 5'10", 5'11". That guy can flat out play corner. Uh, I don't know, Stephen, how tall is Boogie? Is Boogie Barnes six foot? Is he six feet? I, I don't know. I, I Both those guys are really fine corners for the Bears. But that one year they had a guy named Harrison Hand running around mm-hmm. back there, and I just kind of thought that was fun. It's always fun to watch. The problem is <laughs> talk a lot. Now, what they do is they can make up for some of it because they're so long, they can get their hands on passes, make plays. I kind of like that guy. I really did. I think he's in the NFL somewhere now. I think he transferred to us, Stephen, and then may have transferred back to Temple or something. Yeah, he ended up at Temple. He followed Fran Brown. I can't remember if he went to Temple or Rutgers, but you're right. He transferred out, uh, and he's with the Vikings now. And Kalen Barnes is listed at six foot on the Baylor website. Who is Fran Brown? Maybe I'm getting the name wrong. There's like a defensive backs coach that came with Rule from Temple and then... Oh, that's it. That's Left. it, Fran. No, no, yeah. no. You're right. I, I no. It just amazes me what you can remember. Fran, that that guy was a, was, a, was a good defensive backs coach, and he he was with us, and then he wasn't. I thought you were like talking about the head coach at Rutgers or or uh, Temple, but you were talking about the former DBs coach. See, boy, you're you're a youngster, and the mind is still firing on all cylinders. All right, Stephen, let's give our folks a chance to sound off. On this uh, on this Cowboys schedule, there's some other matchups we really like, uh, and, and and I tell you what we'll do next. Stephen and I will give our records for the Cowboys. We'll, we're going to look through this thing. I don't know if we'll go game by game. Stephen, do our people want game by game? Maybe we'll just come up with a record, and and we'll share that record. We want to hear your records, so you can text us two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Okay, that's the CNC Collision Line, or you can call. The Freddie Kish line. We will allow phone calls. We like them. We love hearing from you guys. 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. Operators are standing by. We'll talk more about the Cowboys 2021 schedule next. Recently on the John Moore Show. 
We welcome in uh, the signature voice of CBS Sports, Jim Nance, joins us now. What did you think about the way things worked, uh, the NCAA hosting the tournament all in one site in and around Indianapolis? Uh, I thought it worked really, really well. From your perspective, what did you think? I think so, too, John. I think that actually I think there's a model here, a template for them to consider doing this down the road. Huh. Uh, I think it's maybe better than stretching it out the first week over eight sites around the country. All the logistics, the travel, the expense. I mean, to have one like host city, like an Olympic city, and then to spread the tentacles out to surrounding arenas. The John Morris Show. 2 to 3 p.m. Weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. With a First Central Credit Union home equity loan, it's your choice. Your home's equity can provide the cash flow you need. Use cash for home improvements, debt consolidation, a new vehicle, college expenses, a wedding, dream vacation, a medical emergency, or any other unexpected or desired expense. Act now and enjoy no closing costs up to $75,000. Apply online at www.firstcentralcu.com for a quick local decision. Loan subject to credit approval and some restrictions apply. Offer valid through June 30th, member NCUA. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. If you're looking for the perfect truck, this is your sign to come to Freedom Country in Colleen and finally get the truck you've been dreaming of. The Ram 1500 is America's most awarded light-duty pickup. Freedom Country in Colleen is the dealership to save big and get a great deal on your new Ram. Freedom Country is two stores, one location, double the selection. You can find Rams, Dodges, Jeeps, Chryslers, and Fiats all in one convenient location. Visit the store or online at freedomcountry.com. Buy for less in Colleen at Freedom Country. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Astros hit a season high five home runs and beat the Angels 9 1 to take that series. After a day off, the Rangers start a series with the Astros in Houston. First pitch at 7 10, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB men's golf team advanced to the final two days of the NCAA Division III National Championship. In the second round, the crew moved up two spots in the team standings and were one of 18 teams to make the cut and advanced to the final two rounds. They tee off round three today. Area round in high school baseball gets started for some today. In 6A, Midway at Rockwall at 7. Belton hosts Garland Sassy at 7. In 4A, China Springs versus Taylor at Lake Belton at 7. Lake Belton versus Jasper at Navasota at 7.30. In 3A, Troy versus Codwell at Mumford at 5. And Whitney versus Academy at Whitney at 7 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. All right, Mosley in Simcox with you until 2 o'clock. Just rolling on a gorgeous day. Had Jerry Hill on earlier talking through this Cowboys uh, schedule. Of course, our show presented by Central National Bank. They are doing some amazing things with their student accounts, high school students, college students. Boy, you send your kid off to college. And, of course, they have the uh, locations, Austin, Waco, Temple. Those two locations in Waco. Love when I go out there. I have to go out to 84 for any reason. I head out to McGregor to see Steven. I look over to my left, and I just see it. Or if I'm coming back into town, I just look over there, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, look at that. Like a shining, just a beacon uh, is Central National Bank, one of my favorite locations of the of the several. And, again, a bank that is uh, uh, owned by uh, six local families. And I'm talking the, uh, the creme de la creme, if I may say that. Uh, we're talking political uh, titans of industry, all that stuff. Uh, There's an amazing group of people. And that's why it's been such a, uh, a great bank for so many years and decades is uh, the leadership uh, and uh, just a really, really uh, the Nesbitt family, of course, and uh, then our executive vice president, our good friend Brian Fonville and all the things that he does. So, Stephen, I don't know if Brian wants to sponsor this, but I'm going to say that our schedule predictions are sponsored by Central National Bank. Okay, they pretty much sponsor everything about this show. Uh, Stephen, uh, Derek in Hewitt. Oh, and Sonny Hewitt. Used to live out there. I used to live right out there in Hewitt, one of those uh, subdivisions out there. Young, early, early. Uh, that was back when I was in law school at Baylor. Derek, what's on your mind as we discuss the this Cowboys NFL schedule? What's uh, What do you have for us? Well, let me rant as a Cowboy fan about this schedule. I don't, I don't know. I know Jerry's made some enemies over the year, but I think he's pretty good for the NFL. But I look at what they're doing with this schedule, and I can't figure it out. First of all, they choose the worst division in football last year, the NFC East. They're the teams that get to play the two Super Bowl qualifiers from the previous year. They're the only teams that have to do that. Dallas, of course, and the Giants have to do it, both of them on the road. I don't understand that. 
Then, you you know, I'm, I'm a little scared of – I think San Diego and Minnesota are going to be two of the most improved teams uh, from last year. They get both of them on the road. And then when you look at December, y'all kind of touched on this with the three games in a row on the road. But not only that, four out of five games during the Christmas holidays from Thanksgiving to Christmas are on the road. And we play at the Cowboys Stadium – I believe on November 25th, and don't play again until no, at home until December 26th. What is going on? Do they hate us or what? You know, I now that's interesting, Derek. I appreciate your call out there. Derek kind of sees that and thinks maybe they've stuck it to the uh, the NFC East. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the take. I mean, you may look at this different people. Look at schedules a different way. Boy, I love hearing from our people. 254-662-1660 if you want to call us. we got a lot of people who text in, a lot of callers. This is, uh, this is a highly listened to program. Stephen, is that, I think that ages you when you say program. People say, do you still watch that TV program? Um, I, I wanted to look something up that I saw yesterday. To refute Derek's point. Now I like what I, I like the way Derek brought that. Okay, but what was interesting to me is that let me see if I can find this again. There, there was a there was a stat out there. Okay, here it is. Gil Brandt put this out here, or whoever does his Twitter. Gil does not do his own Twitter. Um, easiest 2021 NFL schedules. The Eagles have the easiest in terms of the teams they play. Had a 430 win percentage, 0.430. Second easiest in the all of the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. Now you say, well, Matt, what do you mean easiest? How do you know what these teams are going to be from year to year? We don't. We don't. We're going on, you know, how many playoff teams are you facing for the previous year? And what was their winning percentage the previous year? It's all we have to go on. That's the best we can do right now. And I get it. Things change a lot in the NFL. I get all that. I mean, some things, like the Jets being horrible. Um, Giants haven't been good in a while. Broncos have been down. Uh, Dolphins have been down, although they're getting a little bit better. I mean, there's some things that don't change. And I, I would just say, to, to, re, to a little bit push back on Derek, is that's an interesting thing. The Eagles have the easiest, according to win percentage from last year, the Eagles have the easiest. The Cowboys have the second easiest schedule. Now, that's of course, doesn't take into, uh, like, oh, my gosh, they're playing this night. they got to turn around and do this. they got to go on the road. It's taking all the road stuff out of it. It's only looking at what those teams were last season. But, uh, Stephen, I mean, I so you could look at it. I, I, th- I find that fast. That's what's fun about looking at schedules. Some people think this mm-hmm. is an easy schedule. Some people like Derek look at it and go, oh, my gosh. I mean, is Derek worried about the Cowboys not being home for the holidays, spending too much time away from the family? I think just going into those road environments, I guess. But, I mean, he is right. Like, yes, win percentage-wise, it's it's a manageable schedule. And I think, like, the middle of this schedule, the three home games against Philly, Carolina, the Giants, then – on the road against New England and Minnesota, and I Derek mentioned Minnesota could be a lot better, and that's true, and that is on the road. But the back half of this, Matt, and you touched on it earlier, I mean, at Kansas City, Las Vegas at home, which the Raiders are usually, uh, under John Gruden, they've been a team that hangs around 500. I mean, they're 
not just an easy win. And then at New Orleans, at Washington, at New York, that that New Orleans game's in December in the Dome. They've played poorly there lately. I don't remember the last time they won, but I, I remember them losing to Teddy Bridgewater there a couple of years ago. And then there was that infamous Sunday night game where the defense just got run through. Um, but the Saints probably have their – they at least have their quarterback situation figured out. Now, we, we'll see how good either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill is by then. But they would have had, you know, 10, 11 games with their starting QB. Um, and then, I mean, you come back home, you play Washington, Arizona. Arizona's getting better, and you close the season on the road in Philly. That is a, a very tough back half of that, of that uh, schedule for Dallas, at least on paper. All right. I mean, it sounds like you kind of agree with Derek. It is a uh, – there's some stuff you see on there that – now, what, why is Minnesota, for instance, like when you think they're going to be that much better? Why is that? Like, is there – what are we basing that on? I mean, I, are they I obviously had one great rookie. They had some tough losses. They had some late losses. I thought they kind of rallied a little bit as a team last year. Is that respect for Zimmer? Uh, do you think that quarterback's going to bounce back? You love that young wide receiver. Like, I, I'm just curious, would you say, or do we do we think, like, why do we think New England might be better? That They made a bunch of free agent moves, moves in free agency. They got Mac Jones in there. But, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be any great shakes. They're saying that uh, Cam's still going to be their starter. Mm-hmm. Do, it, no, who, I mean, I, we, why do we think those teams are going to be any better? Do we think Carolina with Sam Darnold is going to be a lot better than they were with Teddy Bridgewater? Right? And, again, I'm not trying to, like, Say you're wrong. Yes, you are. I'm just kind of okay. curious of. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious, like why we so, think. I think as it, we sometimes say, this team's better. This goes. Mm-hmm. Why do we think some of these teams are going to be better? Yeah, the New England game. I think that's a very winnable game, even though it's on the road. Now, I will say, Bill Belichick versus Mike McCarthy. Um, that there's potential for him to just get worked over in that game. But Minnesota, um, yeah, Justin Jefferson. He should have been offensive rookie of the year. I think he ended up going to Justin Herbert, but he was fantastic. The wideout from LSU. Um, I, I believe in Zimmer getting that defense figured out. And Kirk Cousins is, uh, I mean, he's a guy that is hot or cold. You know, they were able to beat Minnesota on the road with Andy Dalton last year. Um, they're going back there again. But I do think, you know, with that defense, I mean, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson took them to task last year. But Dallas was able to score enough points to win. So with Dak at QB, that's certainly a possibility they could go in there and score 35 points and win that game uh, maybe even fairly easily. All right, Stephen. I I want to I want to see what our folks think. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Some of the records that are coming in. Um, I tell you what. The the record, the first record that somebody texts in, Stephen. Let's give them. Let's let, let's help them open a free checking account at Central National Bank. Is that is that a good giveaway? I like that free checking account. I don't know. I don't know. That's a unique like, giveaway. I don't know if Fonville's given me permission to do that. Um, they will do. They will refinance your um, your how your mortgage <laughs> for the first person who who texts. <laughs> Brian's like Matt. We can't we can't promise these things. We got to look at that credit. Got to look at that credit. Well, they do those mortgages though, and those PPP loans. Some of the things they've done for people. Wow, wow. For businesses that were going through a rough time, Central National Bank. Boy, they. They knew how to they knew how to process those PPP loans. Uh, Stephen, let me look real quick. See how much time we have. Okay, got a couple minutes here. Can you keep up with this? If I give you my wins and losses 
through the season. Can you keep score real quick? Yes, I can do that. Okay. Do you have a pen and paper? All right. I do. Here we go. Here we go. Um, win. Excuse me. Excuse me. No, no. They, they lose at Tampa. Okay. So, loss, win, 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 loss, win, loss, win, win, loss, win, win, loss, win, win, loss, win. Where did they where did they end up? You have them going eleven and six, Matt. Wow. Wow. There it is. There it is. Usually, you know, whether it's picking games, you know, it's 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 best if you do things from the gut. If you try if you put too much analysis into one of these schedules, it will mess you up. So I try to do that one straight from the heart. That's a little bit more positive than I meant to come out. I mean, I'd like to go back and readjust that perhaps, but I have the Cowboys going eleven and six. Again, if you wanna if you wanna give us your, your record, two five four, six six two, sixteen sixty. Steven, what is your record? What do you have the Cowboys going? I have them going ten and seven. Now I can I mean I can run through here real quick. I think they I think they actually start the season 0 and 2. I feel like they lose to the Chargers and Justin Herbert because that defense not ready. So I'm gonna go loss, loss. Win over Philly, win over Carolina, win over the Giants. I think they beat New England. I think they lose to Minnesota. They beat Denver. They beat Atlanta. They lose to Kansas City. They beat Vegas. They lose to New Orleans. They lose to Washington the first time on the road. They beat the Giants. They beat Washington at home. They lose to Arizona at home. And then they beat Philly on the road to end the season. So I have them going 10-7. and seven. All right, 10 and 7. I like it. Stephen, what was the most common refrain we heard from our people on the uh, CNC collision text line? What was the most popular? What was the most popular record? Or was there one? Did you see any common trends as they started flowing in there? Yeah, we got a lot of 12 and 5 and 11 and 6. Those are the most common. Had one very negative texture. It said five wins. So I had them going 5 and 12, which would be pretty rough. Uh, but it seemed like 12 and 5, 11 and 6 was the range that most of our texters were, were sending in. All right, we appreciate you. And I, I was just kidding with, uh, with our man Derek. He knows that out Hewitt. I, the, 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 I, I, like, the, I like the analysis. The, the holidays look, gets a little rough during the holidays, although nobody ever feels too bad for the, for the uh, Cowboys. Why is that, Stephen? Because every year – they get to play home uh, Thanksgiving at home. Now, they've tried to make it a little tougher. They try to put them on the road now beforehand, and they actually try to make them turn around and play on the Thursday after Thanksgiving. But still, then you get, if you play the Thursday after Thanksgiving, then you get 10 days after that Thursday. So you get another kind of sneaky bye. Do you like where that bye is, Stephen, for the Cowboys? Bye comes, I guess, relatively early since it's now a 17-game schedule. Comes after week seven? Does that sound right? And look at this again, the bye week, Stephen. What was the uh, when do they when do they have their bye week? Uh, is it between week six and week eight? Yeah, that'd have to be it. So they have a week seven bye. Do you you think that's a good bye or you think that's a little early, especially with a seventeen game season? Yeah, it seems a little early. I mean, that seems like just in time for Leighton Vandresh to get healthy and then play two games and then get injured for the rest of the season. 
It's very dark, very dark. The Wolf Hunter, Stephen takes a shot at, at going out of the show at the Wolf Hunter. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of that. Jerry Hill hopping on today and uh, discussing this uh, weird scene yesterday, the uh, women's NCAA regional there in Baton Rouge. They could not get that thing played. Stephen, they are playing the Nelson right now. So, Stephen, if you get the Golf Channel, <laughs> sorry. I know we don't get the golf channel. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that I was uh that I we probably don't get that, Stephen. If there's some way you can get the golf channel though out there, um you can watch that this afternoon at two thirty, of course, while listening to John Morris, followed by Stretch, and then Tom Barfield game time at uh, that that show's gonna be from Four to six today. All right, everybody, have a great one, and we cannot wait to uh, visit with you tomorrow, same time. Good night, everybody.